you know, I've got a couple more minutes with you, and I, I think we've really got to explain Betty's dress because the stuff that we that you go over in the book seems, I mean, just beyond belief. But just as a quick recap, you know, this, you know, September 19th into September 20th, um, Betty and Barney Hill have this experience. She's wearing a blue dress. She, you know, has a couple of, um, let's say, physical encounters with with uh, uh, some other entity. Her dress is ripped in several places, including the zipper, the hemline. Um, I think it's in three different places. She comes home, takes the dress off, puts it in a closet. Uh, That's in 1961. Then in 1964, she takes it out again, and it's covered in a pink powder. Uh, But the only evidence we have of that is anecdotal because she then took the dress and put it outside and let all of that powder go into the wind, or at least most of it that wasn't into the fibers. And so this is a very, you know, intriguing piece of evidence. When I read that, I thought, oh, God, there goes your evidence. You know, how do we know, you know, there's so much that could have been on there. Forensically, you know, everyone loves CSI. Everyone loves these cop shows. There's so much we could learn. And it turns out that this was actually had been, you know, subsequently had been studied a couple times, I believe once in the 70s and then once uh, very, very recently in the 2000s or 2010s. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what was done and what was discovered. Well, there have been about seven chemical analyses on the the dress at this point. And uh, then the the scientists all noted that the dress was most heavily saturated with pink in the areas, and it had been a blue dress, in the areas where Betty recalled that the entities wrapped their very long fingers around her upper arm. It also dropped to the floor uh, when it was removed from her, and uh, so the hemline of the dress was also heavily saturated in in this pink. So you, it's still discolored. You can still see it. Uh, the University of Cincinnati Chemistry Department did the first analysis. They didn't know what they were looking at or where it came from. They tried to reproduce the effects on that dress. They couldn't. They thought that uh, the powder was um, unusual in uh, reference to uh, the other material in the dress. Um, Phyllis Budinger, who was an analytical chemist for uh, Standard Oil uh, and then BP Amoco for 35 years, did the second analysis. And so uh, she, over a period of years, looked at this dress, uh, said, yes, uh, what she found is consistent with what Betty said about uh, where the entities touched her dress and what had happened uh, to the dress during this time frame when she was in their presence. Now, Phyllis. Uh, did find uh, material, different uh, substances on the dress, but uh, they were anomalous in that she could not not explain how they had gotten on this dress. It wouldn't have just happened uh, by a dress hanging in a closet for that number of years. She compared that to another dress that had been hanging in the closet as well and had not been laundered for that number, those many years. Um, there is, I will just say, there is uh, more evidence. It is in the uh, new section of the book, the new scientific evaluation of the dress. 
Uh, there have been several additional uh, scientific evaluations and with some very striking, astounding findings, uh, also DNA analysis on the dress. And Phyllis Bodinger is one who had DNA analysis done initially on Betty's dress. And uh, what it turned up is uh, spider blood, which is nothing significant. But there uh, was uh, Chinese DNA on the dress in in that area where the pink powdery substance was the most heavily saturated. And that was very strange. And when I looked it up, it is the Hmong um, uh, And one of those, I think it's the Hmong population, I could be wrong, is the blonde Chinese. Hmm. And so I don't know if that's significant. Is uh, People have theorized that perhaps uh, these are us uh, coming back from the future. Betty always wondered that from the very beginning when she uh, remembered what they looked like. She always wondered if uh, they might have been us in the future. Well, so that's not in. So that's that's not in the in the book. I don't think so. So there was discovered a so human so Chinese human DNA was found on the dress. Yes. Oh, yes. that is Chinese DNA was found. There is other DNA, and that is in the new book as well. But I can tell you what it is because uh, Ben Hansen was involved in this. He and I met at the University of New Hampshire, where Betty's dress now resides, and. Um, we looked, turned the dress inside out, studied the dress completely, and what uh, we found were spots on the front of Betty's dress that reminded Ben of what appeared to be blood. Now, I had uh, a blood sample, of, actually Phyllis Budinger had it from Betty. She sent that sample to me, and uh, I sent the sample from the dress that I cut out from that spot that would have been just in the region of her navel, uh, wondering if maybe it was Betty's DNA. And so maybe it was blood. So uh, I had a DNA na- analysis done on that. And uh, what it discovered is that it was not possible to determine whether or not it was Betty's blood because the DNA was too old, but they were able to determine that it was Betty's DNA. So here we have uh, on the the ripped side of the dress where it would have been bunched over uh, a, a sample of Betty's DNA evidence that could possibly confirm her statements about the needle in the navel. I, I mean, that is that is amazing. So one of the other things, and this is also, you know, kind of an odd experiment. I'm really curious how they came up with this. But they took, you know, part of the, the spots that had been discolored. And as you mentioned, they had done chemical tests, chlorine, bleach, to see if this would, color, you know, discolor naturally through chemical agents. And those all came up negative. So someone decided that they were going to soak part of these pink stained parts of the dress 
And the the water, I guess, that they got out of that, they then tried to grow wheat germ. They had a control, and then they used some water from this. And they realized that the wheat germ grew significantly quicker using the water from the spot soaked on the dress, which would indicate some kind of strange biological agent. Have I summarized that uh, that experiment correctly, and, and is that what they found? Yes, you did summarize it correctly, and that is what they found. They said that the rate of the seed germination and growth was extraordinarily fast, um, and it was highly unusual. And it causes me to think about uh, the Travis Walton case Mm -hmm. and uh, the tree uh, where the UFO hovered and how it grew at an extraordinarily fast rate uh, after the UFO incidents there. How did they come up with that experiment? I mean, what made them think to do that? I wasn't involved in that. So <laughs> I, right, fair I, enough. <laughs> I really don't know why, but Dr. Levengood was interested in that and, and uh, was able to acquire some of the fabric samples. I know that he knew Philip, Phyllis Budinger. I don't know if it was through her or how it came about. Well, I will say, I think that this dress really does hold a lot of keys, a lot of pieces of evidence that really, uh, I, think it's the, I think it's the key to this whole story. And, you know, you've, there's a couple other things, you know, uh, a couple other bombshell realizations um, in the book, in the new section in the book. So you got to pick it up to find that out. We won't spoil it here, but it is, you know, kind of paradigm shifting. I don't want to be sensational, but at least it was for me. Uh, I think this dress really holds the key to this whole story. I don't know if you agree with that, but uh, I think that that's really the case. Well, I think that it is part of the case, yes. And and, uh, as time goes on and and we develop more advanced uh, technological developments, uh, we will learn more and more. And so I think, yes, this new part of the book releases bombshell information that we didn't have previously. 